This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I don't know about you, Max, but I'm ready to get back to work. Gad Zooks, man, been sitting around the whole weekend, and you're just watching the other NFL games unfold. And I know that you were, by the way, you were working this weekend. What game did you do? So I actually had the Jaguars-Chargers game yesterday in uh, L.A. Okay. All right. And yeah. tell me about it. I, the Jaguars uh, did pretty good, I understand. Uh, the Jaguars are looking like a team that is uh, is ready to take the AFC South. I will say that much. <laughs> I will say that they are a team that looks complete. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a complete team victory. They, they, I mean, they did everything they wanted to do defensively and offensively, uh, defensively, especially, I mean, they just made Justin Herbert's life terrible. Um, and the chargers had a bunch of injuries, uh, sustained in that game and going into that game, they were already without their center, Corey Lindsley, you're without Keenan Allen. And then on top of that, you had, Joey Bosa go down in that game. You had Rashawn Slater, their stud left tackle, um, go down in that game. And then they lost uh, Guyton, the receiver, in that game. So the Chargers are looking uh, looking pretty beat up after playing Jack- in Jacksonville. Um, as advertised defensively, the struggles that we had defensively right. against them, they, ma- they, they made a Chargers offensive line that's pretty decent. Um Look bad, look really bad. I mean, they pressured Justin Herbert. They put him in the ground constantly. The offensive line could not protect, and they could not open any holes um, in that game. They only had twenty six yards rushing, and it was um, it was actually when I think about our preseason game against them, I think we did pretty darn good. Considering. <laughs> <laughs> um, just. I mean, because Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker were just wreaking havoc, and DeJuan Smoot, their nose, ta- their D tackle, they were just causing havoc in the, the middle. The Smooter, I remember him. Yeah. yeah, from last year. Yeah. So, so I mean, so you look at that and you say, man, okay. I mean, this is this isn't the Jacksonville team we've we've been accustomed to that's had the number one overall pick. Um, you know, you 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 stonewalk the Colts a week ago, you shut them out. And then you hold Los Angeles in this "quote unquote" high-powered offense that they have to ten points. So, I mean, it was a uh, it, it was a fun game to call, but it was more impressive to just watch Jacksonville actually go to work and Trevor Lawrence and and um, you know Brian Robinson leading the way for them. Uh, they had they had a very solid day, very solid day. They ran the ball at will, and play action pass was working for him. Christian Kirk. Um, was solid. Zay Jones had a good day for them, so it was a, it was a, it was a very good game. Beautiful. Well, I spent last night. I got the opportunity. I had the privilege of emceeing the Extravagant Love Project uh, fundraising dinner for underserved and minority men, uh, women, um, uh, the underserved part of uh, our society. That you know, we've got uh, you know people coming from. You know, all over the place, and who are uh, just struggling, and um, it's a great thing uh, run by 
uh, Pastor Denise Graves. And what she does is um, she partners with Light of Life Rescue Mission and on, on their own, and they just deal with you know women with the who are, have you know run into some hard times and really love up on them and take care of them. So it was a pretty cool thing. John Kolb was there, and uh, some of the other some other guys were there, and it was just a great time of uh, just fellowship. By the way, we're up at Lamont. You know Lamont, right? The restaurant uh-huh. there? Okay. Yes, they, I do. They got these little dessert things. Did you ever have, like, these little tart lemon, like, uh, I don't know what you call them, but they're like little tiny lemon pies. You know, it's like uh, got a lemon, lemon tart. Uh, a lemon tart. Okay, lemon tart. You can say that. It's like a, a, a miniature lemon pie is what I prefer to think of it as because it was just does, delicious. Does it have, I mean, does it have, like, does it have a crust over it? It's or got a it crust under filling? it. All right. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a tart okay. versus a because a pie well, right big. has has the covering over it. Well, if not, if you have lemon, I mean, you could just have lemon. You don't have to have meringue, right? No meringue on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, lemon meringue pie. I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm you following see, you. I'm following you on that. Following you on that. You know. It's not easy, is it? You know, I mean, you, no, you try to no. decipher where I'm going with something, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yep, 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 yep. Uh, one of those crushed synapses is not firing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, or I'm searching for the synapse that is the decoder ring for Wolf. <laughs> yes, my friend. Well, I have to say simply, I'm glad to be back to work. Looking at the AFC and what was going on out there, um, of course, we know that the Browns defeated the Steelers 29-17 in Cleveland last Thursday. But the Ravens over the Patriots 37-26, and the Bengals over the Jets 27-12. Of course, we're going to see the Jets this weekend at Acrisure Stadium. So, looking at the Ravens-Patriots, Lamar Jackson is on a tear. He is just on – he's like a man possessed trying – you know, I mean – uh, Wes just told me that Art Moats has a great quote. Uh, I guess uh, he said about Lamar Jackson, he said, last week's price is not this week's price. <laughs> it keeps going up because he's cha-chinging his way to some greater goods there, my friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson right now, I, I want to say there was um, – there, there was one. There was a uh, statement released. Let me, hold on. Let me see where it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up. And it, it was actually pretty, uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, Lamar Jackson leads the NFL in passer rating at 119.0, and passing touchdowns at 10. He's also third in the NFL in rushing yards with 243. Good heavens, man! And I mean, I mean that this is ridiculous, Max. I think about it. He's he's scored 12 touchdowns thus far. Ten throwing two yeah. with his legs. Yeah, I mean he's he's playing he's playing like a guy that wants a contract. Yeah, I would, <laughs> and, and, and he he wants a big contract. <laughs> and if you put an MVP next to bet on yourself year, I think uh, I think you won the bet if you yeah, can do that. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, he was eighteen to twenty nine, two hundred eighteen yards, four touchdowns, one int. Uh, through the air, but he was also 11 carries for 107 yards. I mean, that's that's ouch. That's big that's, ouch. That's, that's big trouble coming our way at some point in time. That's called complete. That's yeah. called complete. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I would, I would, I'd say offhand, yeah. Uh, Guys, I, yeah, uh, offhand. I I did some digging yeah. back here at the studio, and I, I found some exclusive audio uh, of Lamar's agent. He actually called the Ravens last night, and uh, he just said quite simply, Show me the money. Show me the money! <laughs> oh, that was great, Wesley. You know what I was thinking? He called and he said, you guys are going to be begging for mercy coming up here. <laughs> Remember that number I scribbled down on a napkin and passed across the table? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just burn that. Just burn, <laughs> just burn that. <laughs> Show me the money. That was so good. You look at Lamar Jackson and just what he's capable. Now, the one thing is the Steelers have done fairly well against him. They've done a good job of, you know, trying to bottle him up a little bit. But the fact of the matter is, is he expands his game and just ever increasingly moves about doing his business. He is just, he's just really impressive because he's throwing, he's, his, the ball that he throws out there, he's just gotten better and better at, and more accurate. No, no, he absolutely has. I mean, this is something that, you know, people like to think, oh, this guy is just a runner. He, I'm, Lamar in the offseason – has really worked on his body, worked on his his throwing motion and the accuracy. And I know a lot of quarterbacks say you can't increase it, but I find that hard to believe because I look at Josh Allen, right? Year-on-year year gains on accuracy um, for him since he's entered the NFL. And I would argue for Lamar Jackson, uh, the accuracy has increased since he's entered the NFL. And since he's won an MVP already in the NFL – um, he's just gotten better, gotten more efficient. And I know they've upgraded the weapons around him, which, which always helps as well. But just his decision-making has gotten a lot better. And when you think about this Ravens squad and the AFC North in general, I mean, they, they felt very disappointed um, the way that they ended last year, which, of course, we, we, we swept them last year, just like we swept the Browns last year. Mm. But last year is not this year. True. And it and, – I will say this, though. Lamar, for as great as he is, seems to always have a little bit of kryptonite against us. I don't know why. I have no clue. <laughs> you have no clue. It's still early. Don't start yeah. with me. Uh, I got you. <laughs> got in at 11 o'clock last night. Oh, so. uh, yeah. It's All just right. so much fun. Exactly. Two-hour flight delay. Oh, sitting on no. the plane. No. Waiting for something to get fixed. No. So, Oh. I thought I was smart, too. I was like, man, I'm going to get home around 7 o'clock. No, wrong. Wrong. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, That's very brutal. wrong. But, but, uh, but what you, let me ask he, you, what would you do for two hours? I just sat on the plane. You just sat Close, there? Yeah, I closed my eyes. I think I dozed off like three times. Um, and the pilot came on a number of times telling us an update. And then here's the funny thing. Has this – I've never heard of it. He's like, he's like, per – Department of Transportation regulations. If you've been sitting on the plane for over an hour, you are see it's happening again. No, stop um, it, stop it. You're gonna, it's, you're, you know, it's, it's infectious. It's, I know it is. <laughs> it is. And they go, you must, you know, we are required to, you know, to allow you to deplane um, the aircraft. And but I will say this: that if you deplane, you're not guaranteed to get back on the plane. I was like, well. Well, then why are we going to get off the plane? Why are you making exactly. this? I, I, I guess you had to read it, I guess. Um, I was like, I'm not moving. <laughs> I was like, if I can't, I've already sat here this long. I'm like, I, I don't want to get off the plane, stretch my legs. And the next thing you know, you're like, hey, sir, you can't get back on this plane. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, that's the problem so, with the airline yeah. industry. They got gotcha. you. 
Now, what are you going to yeah, do? They got, they got you. you know? Nothing, 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 nothing. So, so yeah, so I, I'm sitting there on the plane in, in L.A. waiting to come home. And uh, <laughs> I, I got home, though, because I'm here. That's good, yes, because you're there. Are you, you're at but, home, though, I take it, right? I, I am at home. Okay, just this. making sure that, you know, we're our reality check for the day is to make sure that you are sitting in and ensconced in your home. Therefore, we know that you're home, okay? Yes. All right, yeah, good. Exactly. You're so good I, I and, and 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 I I do have that fancy aluminum cup that remember we got remember I got oh, it last year. Oh, yes. Yes. So far, Travels. I yes. I have I have a new one, Wolf, cuz I cuz I cracked the other aluminum cup. <laughs> How'd you crack an aluminum cup? Well, I mean it, it's 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 Did you aluminum. sit on it? I did not sit on it, Wolf. Okay. Well, uh, I was just asking. Well, no no, what happened was because this thing gets really cold, okay, and I picked it up by the top, and my finger slipped. Oh, and it dropped on the it dropped on the on, on the tile okay. with uh, full of water, oh. and uh, yeah, yeah okay. it cracked. So the volume. All right. So in wrapping up this year, <laughs> before I got sidetracked, which I, I do so well, um, the Ravens beat the Patriots thirty-seven twenty-six. They also knocked Mac Jones out of the game, who threw for. What, over 300 yards, but got picked off three yeah. times. Mac Jones looked like he was uh, he was a little bit trashed when he got off the field there. Man, he was limping pretty good. They had some they had some uh, very uh, very awkward uh, still shot photos. Mm-hmm. Of Mac Jones, yep, writhing in pain, and then I think somebody said that it was a high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. which is which is good news for the Patriots. Obviously, bad news. You know, for the upcoming week, because I don't know if you can play on a high ankle sprain unless you're Ben Roethlisberger and you want to stand like a statue. Right. Um, but, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, who 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 they who they wheel out there? Um, is it Hoyer again? Probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To be to be the to be the savior manager of that game, but um, but yeah, it was it was it was a good game for Baltimore. I mean, the defense was playing very hard. And like you said, I mean, throw it for three twenty one, Mac Jones, but you know, Devontae Parker um having have having a big day. He did. Uh with a yeah, with hundred and fifty six yards receiving. So um yeah, that that was that was a good game, but once again, Baltimore won. So they now slide in front of us yes. in the AFC North standings along with Cleveland. So we've now fallen to third um in the standings. And Cleveland and Cincinnati notched their first victory of, of, of the year. True. All right, so just wrapping up the Patriots game, uh, they also sacked Mac Jones three times, which we couldn't do. So, you know, you just kind of play that ipso facto type thing. And then you got the fact that you left tackle uh, Patrick McCarry, uh, outside linebacker Justin Houston, and defensive tackle Mike Pierce were all hurt during the course of the game. Don't know the extent of their injuries right now, but uh, Pierce is one of those guys, you know, he is he's one of those run pluggers, man. He really can plug things up on the inside. Yeah, no, I mean da- Damian Pierce is uh is 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 pretty good. It's a pretty yeah. good, pretty good player. Mike and Pierce is I, awfully good. Is it Mike me. Pierce? I thought Mike it was Pierce. Damian Pierce. No, it's Mike Michael. Pierce. Oh, sorry, Michael Pierce sorry. is. Yeah, I I actually by probably threw you by calling him Mike because yeah, it just sounds different. Whatever, but yeah, yeah, no, no, okay, so yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I I mean I'm glad you got to watch it um because that game was on a little bit early while I was at the stadium prepping. So I didn't get to watch it in full, but I did see the end of it. So very yeah, good. I, I, tr- I trust your judgment until we, until we had to play the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, no, uh, no. Oh, I, I didn't see it personally. 
Didn't see. Oh, you no, didn't? No, no, no. Just oh, reviewing oh, okay. what I could review. We're just going around the AFC North getting kind of handled. Oh, we're everything. going around yes. it. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Okay, so we're not like, yeah. I'm not see targeting it. one game. We're going Because you mentioned the Bengals already, and Joe Burrow finally looked like Joe Burrow. I mean, he put up, uh, what, 23 of 36, 275, three TDs. Um, he looked like the Joe Burrow of old. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he did, and. And and that's what we were kind of expecting. But here's what we here's what we thought: a team on a short off season and a limited preseason for everybody involved. Right? I mean, right. all your starters pretty much not getting work, and them using the whole well, we had joint practices thing, and right. now you're starting to see that this team's starting to now catch its legs, which is which is great that we caught them week one. Right. 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 When they were virtually, I mean, it was virtually Joe Burrow's first start of the year um, for him. And, you know, they, they had a solid game plan going up against uh, the Jets, who the Jets obviously stunned, stunned the Browns uh, last week. And with that come behind victory. But then Joe Flacco looked like Joe Flacco um, that we were expecting. Right. Even though he did throw for 285 in that game. But He's it was uh, in that thing, man. I mean, he, he listen. He he could throw the he could throw the ball, but he threw two interceptions, no touchdowns in that game. Um, and I had opportunity to interview Michael Carter earlier uh, last week um, for, uh, for 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 uh, NFL Radio. Okay, and he was just talking about that game. I mean, they have some they have some good young talent for the Jets, which is going to be interesting as we get later in this week. We start breaking them down. You know, obviously Gary Wilson, uh, Garrett Wilson. Corey Davis, Michael Carter in the backfield, Brees Hall. They have some offensive weapons that you have to be worried about. That offensive line that's kind of rebuilt um, <laughs> and revamped last minute, obviously losing Mekhi Becton. Um, and it's going to be interesting, but Cincinnati took full advantage. I mean, they, they looked like a team that was possessed. Samaji P. Ryan had a nice had a nice touchdown pass from Joe Burrow in that game early to start right. scoring. Um, then, of course, Tyler, Tyler Boyd had a bomb. <laughs> 56 Throw baby him. to the house yeah to a house call yeah <laughs> answer the phones i'm not here <laughs> <laughs> well tyler you know pittsburgh's own i always like to say because the kid is from Clareton. he's i understand he's a heck of a dude but anyhow tyler boyd what four catches 105 including that 56 yarder t higgins Came close to century mark also because he went five for 93, including a 45-yarder. So it sounds like there's a little bit of a problem there. Bombs away in the backfield for uh, the Jets, and it's a possibility that that's something that can be looked at this week. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's something we're going to have to look at. And, gosh, we, you know, we do have long bomb potential uh, with the athletes we have on this roster for Pittsburgh. I mean – just think about the George. And once again, we got to go back to the George Pickens catch. Oh, man. what an absolutely amazing, fantastic, not even not even close type of catch. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. And you know, you think about what that can do for an offense, but also what that does to a defense. Oh yeah, um, it, it's one of those. It's just it's a mental block. You're just like I, I did everything I could, and and he still he caught. The, the ball. He was lay he was laying horizontal to the ground in the air and outstretched over his shoulder as though he was trying to hit the snooze button on like a shelf above his bed. He catches this ball. It's like ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's a ridiculous catch. 
Um, and then you know, and then think about this: we still still having Pat Fryermuth, who 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 can stretch the middle of the field along along the hashes. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Claypool, the opposite edge, and Deontay Johnson, oh, yeah. another guy who can who can beat you deep. And 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 I think when you know you have those pieces, and then you know what they bring to the game. I mean, it's just it, it's uh, it's something that you're looking you're looking for, and you're just saying, man, only if and when. I shouldn't say if, when it it clicks and it gets going, it's it's going to be problems for for a lot of teams. No question about it, my friend. And that's uh, yeah. pretty much everybody around the AFC North. I think that's about it. Yeah, because we had a head-to-head matchup, so there's only two <laughs> other games to talk about, uh, and we and we, and we finished on Thursday. So at one point, yeah. though, we got to talk about that Buff Bills Miami Dolphs game. Wow! Oh my goodness! What yes, a that was game. a that was a. That was what a game, and then, I mean, another triage unit there for Buffalo. Oh, my heavens. For as invincible as you thought they were, I mean, everybody was down and out of that game. Oh, man. Like. You know what? That, that, that People don't understand. When it gets over 100 degrees, it is like being in a microwave oven on high. You know? I mean, it's <sighs> like inside your helmet and everything. You feel like you are just boiling out, like, like you know, you could explode at any time, man. It just—it's a horrible feeling when you when you boil out like that. Well, yeah, it, it, it's like it's like it's like a banana peeling on its own, and you're the banana. You just you just you okay. Just start that's a new one. Sweat. That's a new one on me. I've not I've not heard yeah. that. You know, self shedding banana. No, I've not heard this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, too funny. Well, Wolf. Uh, let, let's go to break. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a good idea, Mr. Banana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, what? when we come back, let's, uh, let, let's just take it around the horn. So I know we, we talked about division dominance. Let's talk about in conference. All right. Um, we've touched on a couple of those games. We're kind of looking at the conference makeup and we will get on those buff bills and Miami dolphins in the next segment. You're, you're here listening to Wolf and Starks in the locker room here on ESPN and SNR radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, you are in the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm Starks. West of the Ninja in the back in the programming room. (laughs) Fighting off evil villains and... (laughs) assassinate assassinating loose wires um but uh but yeah wolf uh, you know when we ended the conversation talking about the afc north and kind of looking around i think kind of the, the bow on that is the steelers are in third place in the afc north but we are one victory out of first place which is uh which is still always good early in the year um tough loss in cleveland because it looked like we had a rhythm going, you know, yes. leading the half, fourteen to thirteen, and you know, just kind of, kind of losing a little bit of momentum in that second half. A couple three and outs, and a couple long drives sustained by the Cleveland Brownies. Right, that kind of just made it just difficult to uh, to overcome. A couple big plays that could have happened that didn't. Um, 
But yeah, uh, disappointing outing for the uh, for the Men of Steel on Thursday night. And of course, <coughs> looking and watching everybody else do what they do. Absolutely, and uh, you know, I got. I hope everybody kind of had a good uh, relaxing weekend as best as possible. You know, because you got to get ramped up. We got to get going, Max. It's we're almost to. This is the final uh, what week of the first quarter of the season. You know, and it's it's right now. This is about where. We start talking about, you know, how the offensive line is going to do, which we've seen incremental steps forward with this offensive line. It's all good stuff, but we've got to keep it going. It's got to, it's got to you know, it's not that it, it's, it's got to keep increasing in productivity, and that's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge, but that's one of the good things that we have seen, right? We've seen yes. an uptick every single game in that productivity in the defense of the quarterback or blocking for the quarterback, so to speak, uh, and and the efficiency that that they've been doing it at, which which is which is good to see. I mean, Dan Moore had had a very good battle against Miles Garrett. Oh, didn't he though? That yeah, was I a mean, good one. You know, yeah, and think about this: Miles Garrett, for as great as everybody wants to tout Miles Garrett. Only nine sacks in 19 games against us. Yep. Did you know that stat? No, I, mean, I did I'm not just know saying. that. I mean, yeah, factually, yeah. I knew that it yeah, wasn't actually. all that many, but I did not know the uh, you know the actual numerals there. Yeah, exactly. So that's less than half a sack a game against us. Right. And so I think when you look at that, that lets you know that you know there there is some things to glean from that because everybody wants to point to him. And obviously Javian Clowney being out the opposite side was a, uh, was a help, but I think Chooks would have been, you know, well equipped to Equal handle to the task. Yeah. 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 He was well equipped to handle the task at hand. So, um, but I think, I think, I think it had to have been, you know, one of those things that you look at how good Amari Cooper, I think, was as an addition in the offseason for the Brown, for the Browns. Oh yeah, and and how that has benefited a guy like Jacoby Brissett. And now here's the thing: when we see the Browns again, the question is to to Brit to Brissett or not to Brissett. Yes, that is the question. It is because Deshaun Watson will be will be uh, will be back in the fold and actually allowed to attend practices with the team at the facility. You know, it's, they're going to have a big question going on there. I mean, what do they do if Jacoby Brissett continues playing along at a uh, pretty high level like he did against the Steelers? Um, it's one of those things that do you go to the big-ticket guy or do you stay with what's been working? And and is there going – I mean, the possibility of upsetting the emogination, you know, of a, a good downhill run. you got some a little bit of momentum coming here with this win for the Cleve Brownies. Um, they're, they're, that's going to be an interesting proposition for them. Yeah, interesting and intriguing question indeed. And, you know, I don't want to talk too much on Cleveland or heap too much praise on them, but they did beat us. So no, you they have did. To kind of you got to acknowledge to that. You yeah, know. yeah, you have to give credence to the victory. But, um, but yeah, no, th- this, this, is, this, is a, this is a good football team. They've, uh, they've gotten some good pieces around them to, uh, co- to contribute. Um, even and even look at David and Joku. I mean, coming alive in that game against us, right? He he was he was probably one of the main glue guys that really kept a lot of those drives together for Cleveland. 
Oh, yeah. And, and especially in that one drive where literally Jacoby Brissett went to him three times in a row. Yeah, it was almost like, really? <laughs> you know, is anybody, hey, hello, does anybody want to cover him? Okay. Yeah, just, just <laughs> a thought, a thought. Yeah, Maybe you want thought. to. But uh, but no, but it, it was a uh, but yeah. So 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 it was it was tough. But as I promised, Wolf, we're not yes. going to dwell on this game because obviously we are now right four days removed from it. Uh, we're going to look around the rest of the AFC and kind of thoughts about what the rest of the competition looks like because when you're thinking about teams that we're going to be playing against this season, you kind of have to look at some of them and. There were some ups and some downs on some of the opponents that we're going to see out of division. Um, first, let's start with Tennessee and Las Vegas. Uh, Vegas is trying to win, but they can't seem to win. Um, so when I look at that, I'm just like, man, you know, Derek Carr and company, you know, you think about the offseason acquisition right. of Devontae Adams. And you just think, okay, we 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 we've got our guy together, but you know, taking losses from the Chargers, um, week one, week two, the overtime victory for the Cardinals, was was absolutely crazy because that was the longest two point conversion play I've ever seen in my life with Kyler Murray. It, it spanned uh, spanned twenty one seconds and eighty five yards of lateral movement and backwards Snikey's movement Batman. to get to to get two yards of progress. That counted. Um, and then yesterday, falling to the Titans 24-22 to 22 in a very, very tough game. Um, you know, I, I just – this is a team that we're going to see. We're going to host them again at, at, at Acrisure, um later this season. And, I mean, it was just crazy because, you know, the Raiders coming in and that Josh McDaniels offense – you know it's funny. It, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of our offense. Like Josh McDaniels and Matt Canada kind of mirror each other as far as the style of play, mm -hmm. um, where it's a lot of lateral short stuff um, out from numbers to sideline, trying to really stretch the field laterally, as opposed to really going attacking deep. Um, and Derek Carr, honestly, he looks like a very different quarterback from a year ago. Um, under under Gruden and Gruden system, where it was more attacking downfield, they just looked like a um, like a team that you just had to be on your heels um, the entire time. And now it's kind of a team where he's like, just keep everything in front of you. You mm -hmm. know, it's kind of play deep. You know, deep in the infield, like they're they're gonna hit ground balls to you. So just make <laughs> sure you're there to catch the one hop. Uh, you know, and. And it, it, it's funny how how similar it looked, you know, when I was watching some of the plays in that game. I was like, "Huh, this looks eerily familiar." Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hello. A lot of those. Yeah, hello. And um, and so it, so yeah, so good victory for Vrabel and company, finally notching their first victory of the year. But you know, Raiders still winless um, on the season. So you know, you they wonder they seem to be struggling. Huh? I mean, it, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, that that franchise has really kind of wallowed around for a while. Although, although it has always been kind of a nemesis for the Steelers. You know, I mean, yeah, there's well, always been that sort yeah. of thing going on. Well, it's it's what it's the it's the curse of the immaculate reception. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but you know, because because Al Davis, um, 
you know, Al Davis had, had a very brash bravado, uh, especially as the owner and head man of that organization for such a long time, and now his son takes over. But, they, yeah, they kind of feel like, you know, kind of like the bad boys of football, you mm-hmm. know? It kind of reminds me of, like, the old, you know, remember the Pistons in the 80s? Right, You right. know, it kind of just gives you that bad boys feel where, you know, they're, they're just guys who are going to do a little extra, be a little nasty. And, of course, karma comes back around to you. But, uh, you know, you would think with adding Devontae Adams in the offseason, adding Chandler Jones as an right. edge rusher to complement Max Crosby. Now, they do apply pressure and they do get after the quarterback, but it, it's a team that just – it's like they're missing that one link, that one piece from from just turning the car over and, and, and like, speeding down the raceway. Um, it's like some type of misfire that they're having. You wonder, is it is it Derek Carr's adjustment? to the new system. And also you have to remember Derek Carr did not play in the preseason either. Um, so that's true. As this new offense is getting together, if you haven't repped it live, yep. I think you kind of, you kind of get these type of results. Absolutely. You know, I, I still, I'm still a big believer in that. Now I will tell you this. And, and it's one of the points that I make too, you know, you got to remember that Mitch spent all last year riding the bench behind Josh Allen. Right, as much as preseason reps count, regular season reps count too, even more so. You know, because yes. you got in preseason, all you got is vanilla stuff. You work on a few things that you want to work on, but it's it's largely vanilla, and everybody knows that there's a limited time that you're going to be in there, and that it's not going to be sharpening it to the, uh, you know, the the quite the same sort of frenetic pace that's going to be apparent once the season starts rolling well the season starts rolling and the and the bullets are flying for real well by golly you know what there's a lot that needs to be developed and and i think just coming along we're you know that's something that we can break down here in the future but i will tell you this i think we need to let's go to break because i want to i want to go over the bills game uh you and me because of the fact that there was that was really one of the most remarkable games and there are, are certain things, you know, that I think players need to learn over and over and the value of hydrating properly. Because when you see that Bills line and the fact that they finished with what? I think uh, their third string center. Um, they were third or fourth string center. They were down the right yeah. guard, right tackle. Uh, somebody else went down to – I mean, it was it was unbelievable. I thought they were going to start putting a tight end in there somewhere at some point because they're running out of bodies. Yeah, tight end, defensive tackle, somebody. Just, yeah. just get in there and block. I mean, can can you just snap and uh, and just stay in place? Yeah, just, <laughs> just chop your feet and put your hands up by your chest like in the old days, you know, and just get in the way for a while. All right, we'll be back with more. We're going to talk a little bit of Bill's offense, D, the Dolphins' D, and that incredible game that happened yesterday, and then start looking forward ahead to what's coming up this week. Mott Moore in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Allen, up, Frog gets away, oh my goodness, how did he escape, it goes off to McKenzie, he'll drive and dance, the 
Well, that was an exciting end, Max, that I just, I had, I was sitting in my double-wide fat guy lazy boy chair taking that baby in. A little snack orations and a little little beverage there, you know, and just kind of enjoying the opportunity to watch this game as it unfolded. And the first thing that, that jumped out at me was when they started talking about the 100-plus degrees that was the players were having to play in. That That's incredibly hard. I mean, if, if if you don't know what it's like to be inside a helmet and going, you know, 100 miles an hour for six to eight seconds shots and getting back in the huddle, wearing all that equipment and everything else and boiling out from the inside out, and it feels literally like you're boiling out from the inside out. Um, it's hard to describe unless you've been able to, uh, if you haven't experienced that yourself. Uh, absolutely, and I, I think you know. And the funny thing is, you know, you you've definitely had those had those games early in the year against Miami down in South Florida. I'm from Florida originally, so I I get the heat all too well. <laughs> and I was a guy that literally cramped in the city of Miami playing as a Florida Gator though against the Miami Hurricanes. And I mean, this is like a night game in in September. It was like week two of the season. Mm. Uh, we're down in Miami. It's 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 my senior year, and I'll never forget. I went into full body cramps in that game, and like they literally were after every series was laying me out on the ground, right. you know, in the bench area, and just dumping ice on me. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, like like just dumping ice to try and just cool my core temperature, and just get me back to normal, and then. Get, you know, lift me right back up, straight legged. Of course, you don't want to bend because that will that, that will sit the cramp the immediately up your leg. Uh, yeah, start the cramping, and, and and you just you stand up, you walk like a stick figure uh, to to where you're supposed to go. Then you run out on the field, and all of a sudden you're you're back okay again. But it, it's something you, you can't play with. I mean, the heat down there with mixed with that humidity because you don't realize how much you're losing because it's a constant like sweat layer on top of you. Right. So you your body's thinking it's cool, but yet your internal temperature is just heating up. Yes. And so that's your body's reaction to trying to cool yourself down, but you can't do it rapidly enough. So, you know, when I was when I saw the house, I was like, man, I was like, I know that feeling all too well. But and also, it doesn't matter how much you do ahead of time. Like you've got to put that IV in your arm before the game. Oh yeah. You, you just it's like it's mandatory. We never were um, able to have that. You could drink as much Pedialyte and pickle right. juice. Yeah, see, you guys weren't. We, we we were allowed to do that during my career. And I think that's what helped us in a lot of those hotter games. Right. Um, the one that comes to mind is that remember, remember the Houston game in 05? Oh, oh that was When brutal. Houston thought they were so smart. They, they, they were like, we're going to open the top of the dome. Bad move. And we're going to put you guys in the black unis, <laughs> and we're going to wear the white unis. So they essentially, the Texas wore their away uniforms for a home game in Houston, and we definitely played like the home team that day. I mean, David Carr is still getting sacked by Joey Porter <laughs> uh, in his head. I, I'm well, sure he is. They just they, absolutely attacked him. Absolutely. All right, now, here's the thing. The, the Bills and the, and the Dolphins, okay? The Bills held that ball for almost for over 40 minutes. 
that's unbelievable for a team that is uh, just spitting out linemen left and right as they're going down. Uh, Stephon Diggs was going down. I mean, the, there was a number of guys that were suffering from, uh, the, you know, the heat and everything that, that incapacitated them. But the first thing that stood out to me, did you see the butt punt? I mean, yes. that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've never I seen mean... that in the NFL. A guy backing up to the punter, the personal protector, and then catching one in the keister as that ball goes right up his, his backside. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was you know Thomas Morstead who is who's who's a pretty pretty good punter, but Trent Sherfield caught the receiving end of that punt, <laughs> and you know uh, there's no buts about it. Okay, he he caught it. I knew you'd come up with something. Yeah, you, had, you I, just I, could, I, could, I, could, I could I could I couldn't resist low hanging fruit. Wolf. Low hanging fruit. fruit. It was beautiful. It was well there for played. the taking. So, but. But yeah, but you think about that. But also, they overcame that, which is amazing. Yes. yes. There's any you number know, of you, things the Bills overcame. I mean, you watch them. What about the Gabe Davis uh, drop in the end zone? He dropped a touchdown there. You know, I mean, yeah, the, he did. the field goal. Now remember, they lost twenty-one nineteen. That there was a field goal that was missed. There was Josh Allen fumbling the 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 oh. uh, uh, the, the you know the kill. Uh, snap yeah, in the second the kill quarter. Set, yeah. And then he, he threw it out and, you know, and they wasted a, a opportunity for a field goal there. There was just so many things. And the Finns, they were just blitzing like crazy. They, they actually registered. They got 20 quarterback pressures, 10 quarterback hits, and four sacks on Josh Allen. It was like a 30% pressure rate, which they were only doing half that in weeks one to two. You know what I mean? Well, uh- yeah, well, I mean, and look, but look at the opportunities they had. I mean, you had sixty-three pass attempts by yep. Josh Allen in that game. Yes, sixty-three. He threw for he, you know he threw for four hundred yards and he had two touchdowns. But I mean, if you throw that many times, yeah. you, you're you're going to eventually catch the goat, right? I mean, it, it's right. going to happen. Um, Josh Allen once again leads the team in rushing. Um, with his eight carries, Zach Moss had four. Devin Singletary had nine. Uh, McKenzie and Cook each, each had one a, one apiece. But you no know, leading receiver in that game, like you said, because of Gabe Davis coming off an of injury, Stephon Diggs kind of going down. Devin Singletary was your was your main dude, right? And that game, he 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 had eleven targets, as many targets as Stephon Diggs in that game, uh, which is pretty crazy. And then you think, of course, Isaiah McKenzie coming in right right behind them in targets with nine. But there was a lot of passing in that game. And so to generate 40 minutes time of possession and have that many passes um, is pretty crazy. It was. Uh, it's I pretty crazy you, to still dominate. Josh Allen is amazing. I mean, he really is. There's no question about it. This guy is really something special. But you also take a look at the fact that Tyler Bass, he shanked a 38-yard field goal. And linebacker Matt Milano, you remember Matt? Matt, he dropped a – it was a pick six. It was a pick six. Yeah. That was so – it was wide open. And, I mean, 497 yards of total offense, 31 first downs, and only scoring 19 points. Wow. Man, oh, man. I, that was impressive the way Miami's defense held themselves together. No, they did. I mean, they came up with big sacks at big moments. And I, I just have to say this. 
What's that? Where was this? Where was this Melvin Ingram a year ago? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but it wouldn't have so, mattered that, really that, that, because I'm telling you, I still think and believe in what what Alex Highsmith brings. But the three of them together, what they could have done, you know, if yeah. you, if you don't have an ego about the thing. Yeah, and that I think that's more so my big thing. Like, we could have had a heck of a three-man rotation. Oh, my gosh, yes. You know, if he had his head screwed on right. and Just just play your role because injuries happen. Yes. You know, and, mm-hmm. and guys are going to miss time. So take the opportunity you get and just run with it as opposed to pouting about it or feeling like you didn't get paid enough or whatever else. Play time does not equal this, that, and the other. It's like that's what football is about. Like it's not it's not about oh my gosh well I'm outperforming this it's like no you you agreed to this the game happens guys get injured so you kind of just roll with the punches and deal with it exactly so no doubt about yeah. it but uh but yeah Javon Holland I mean he was everywhere yeah um in that game I mean he had he, I think he had what like ten tackles in the game and a sack and a half I mean they they were they were just all over him um. From from the moment of jump, and they just I think they just they matched up really well against what you know the Bills had to offer, and let's just face it, uh, they were losing guys left and right, so it eventually became a, you know it was a an great op- matchup yeah. for them. An there offensive was an opportunity line was struggling, there. and think about this, Max. You, they lost both their starting safeties, Micah Hyde and the other guy. I can't remember his name, but you know the two of yeah. them together they they lost that. You got rookie corners. I mean, my goodness, you know what's going to happen. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be tough. And I, at halftime, Josh was eleven and twelve on the blitzes. I mean, he was killing the blitz, you know, early on. But they got to him eventually. He went sixteen of twenty nine for a buck eighty five and two TDs versus the blitz with three sacks and a lost fumble. So it was a mixed bag after that. But you know, seriously, forty minutes and forty seconds of possession time and a hundred degree heat running people in there who they just brought up off the practice squad the day before to put on the offensive line. It's like, <laughs> my goodness, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a, uh, it, it was a, it was a quality uh, game, um, you know, played by them. Uh, Jaquan Johnson was the other safety. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was one of the things you looked at it. You're just like, how, could this have happened? Because we, I mean, we dubbed this as going to be a tough matchup, but literally came down to, um, you know, who was going to possess the ball last and, and make the least amount of mistakes because both these teams were good. Both these teams had high power guys. Tua even left the game, and now there's an investigation into that, oh, whether yeah. he had a concussion or not, because of the way he stumbled. Um, and then Tua talked after the game, talking about it was a back injury. Uh, his back locked up on him, and so it made him fall. Um, but obviously the NFLPA and company will do their due diligence to make sure that everything was above board. But I mean, even that, like, think about if he, if he, if, if he's out for an extended amount of time, you know, Teddy Bridgewater went in and obviously, you know, kept things together for a little bit of time that he was out there. But, um, but Tua come, comes back in and I mean, and just did a, did a great job to keep leading that offense um, and keeping things alive for him uh, as, as they played the game. But yeah, that, I mean, this Dolphins team is is going to be a problem. I don't know if they're going to stay undefeated. I don't think they can continue at this clip that they're going at. But 
I mean, when you have Tyreek Hill, when you have Jalen Waddle, when you have a Mike Jacecki, um that are out there in the skill positions. Right. And that you have the pressure relief of Raheem Mostert and, and Chase Edmonds in the backfield. I mean, you, you've, you've got a pretty good squad there, and the offensive line is doing a great job as well. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's one that you look at, you're like, that team down south, uh, for all intents and purposes right now, I mean, are looking like the team to beat in the AFC East. Well, but think about this. The Bills still ran 90 offensive plays to Miami's 39. Are you kidding me? In over 100-degree yeah. heat with with guys that, that, that you know, might have been shoe salesmen the week before or something, you know, playing offensive line, it, it was remarkable. Just remarkable. Great game. Yeah. Yeah, great game, great game indeed. And I think that kind of epitomizes kind of where where we were, you know, with the games this week. I mean, that was a, a uh, you know, a fantastic finish. What about the Colts? Stunning and shocking the Kansas City Chiefs, Wolf. How about that? Pat Mahomes, he looked a little, like, uh, frustrated at the end there, didn't he? L- looked, a little, looked a little human. Him and, uh, him and Eric <laughs> Bieniemy at the half having a little – have a little conversation, a little hard talk <laughs> there. Um, a little hard talk. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, a little hard talk. And, and you know, Matty Ice finally comes through and delivers a victory in Indianapolis as a cult. I mean, it, it, so, I mean, you're starting to see people become more human now in week three. Um, still a couple of undefeateds um, because you still have, you know, on the NFC side, you got you have the Tampa Bay Bucks, who were um, who who beat Aaron Rodgers and and the Green Bay Packers yesterday. But Miami sitting there at undefeated, and um, I forgot who was the other. There's only one more undefeated. It's like the least amount of undefeateds through through um, three weeks um, that the NFL's had, I think, in a long time. Well, think about oh, this. Philly, Philly, oh. Philly, Philly's the other one. Okay. Philadelphia. Think about this, Pat Mahomes was only blitzed by the Colts on two of his 35 drop-back passes. He'd been blitzed on 45% of his drop-backs in weeks one and two. They they called off the dogs. You know, it was like, boom. So they just go back, play zone, and all that other stuff in, in back of it, drop a lot of guys. It was interesting because it seemed like Mahomes was, as you said, having hard conversations with Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Did not like the way things were going, which, hey, listen, I, I get it. I get it. But you know what, Wolf? I think we do need to step step aside because it is the top of the hour, isn't it? it? Well, I do believe it is the same down in Phoenix as it is here. Well, you know you, the, you know what we're going to do? What are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to inform our listeners that if you miss any of our show today, go subscribe to uh, SNR on the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio, and you can catch any of, of our episodes. You could catch... The, the drive, you can catch, you know, uh, Wes and Moats on Steelers Blitz, and you can catch Tom and Jacob's show as well. You know, it's all there. It's all there. Just go subscribe to SNR and look for your favorite Steelers Nation radio shows. And we are there at your viewing and listening pleasure anytime on any place that you may podcastify. Um, <laughs> but this is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, in case you forgot. We're here on ESPN, SNR, but also on the podcast. If you don't want to catch us live, you want to listen to us later when you got some free time and you can be alone listening to us. It's okay. It's a guilty pleasure. I get it. But uh, we'll be back in a moment uh, here in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Radio.